It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the Scald Circle to listen to the tale of Beth and the Bride from Ireland, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out where you can hear them on our website at thescaldcircle.com. And be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. And this is the tale, The Vet and the Bride from Ireland. The fairies, as we know, are greatly attracted to the beauty of mortal women, and Fenvar the king employs his numerous sprites to find out and carry off, whenever possible, the prettiest girls and brides in the country. These are spirited away by enchantment to his fairy palace at Nokman Town, where they remain under a spell, forgetting all about the earthly life and soothed to passive enjoyment as in a sweet dream, by the soft low melody of the fairy music, which has the power to lull the hearer into a trance of ecstasy. There was once a great lord in that part of the country who had a beautiful wife called Ethna, the loveliest bride in all the land. And the husband was so proud of her that day after day he had festivals in her honour. And from morning till night his castle was filled with lords and ladies and nothing but music and dancing and feasting and hunting and pleasure was thought of. One evening while feasting was the merriest and Ethna floated through the dance in her robe of silver gossamer clasped with jewels, more bright and beautiful than all the stars in heaven. She suddenly let go of the hand of her partner and sank to the floor in a faint. They carried her to her room, where she lay long, quite insensible. But towards the morning she woke up and declared she had passed the night in a beautiful palace and was so happy that she longed to sleep again and to go there in her dreams. And they watched her all day, but when the shades of evening fell dark upon the castle, low music was heard at her window, and Etna again fell into a deep trance from which nothing could rouse her. Then her old nurse was set to watch her, but the woman grew weary and in the silence fell asleep, and never awoke till the sun had risen. And when she looked towards the bed, she saw to her horror that the young bride had disappeared. The whole household was roused at once, and search made everywhere, but no trace of her could be found in all the castle, nor in the gardens, nor in the park. Her husband sent messengers in every direction, but to no purpose. No one had seen her, no sign of her could be found living or dead. When the young lord mounted his swiftest steed and galloped off right to Nokma to question Finvara the king if he could give any tidings of the bride or direct him to where to search for her, for he and Finvara were friends and many a good keg of Spanish wine had been left outside the window of the castle at night for the fairies to carry away by order of the young lord. But he little dreamed now that Finvara himself was the traitor. So he galloped on like mad till he reached Nokma, the hill of the fairies. And as he stopped to rest his horse by the fairy rat, he heard voices in the air above him, on one's head. Right glad is Finvara now, for he has the beautiful bride in his palace at last, and never more will she see her husband's face. Yet, answered another, if you dig down through the hill to the centre of the earth, he will find his bride, but the work is hard, and the way is difficult. Finvara has more power than any mortal. And yet is to be seen, exclaimed the young lord. Neither fairy nor devil nor Finvara himself shall stand between me and my fair young wife and on the instance he sent word by his servants to gather all the workmen and labourers of the country round, with their spades and pickaxes, to dig through the hill till they came to the fairy palace. 
and the workmen came, a great crowd of them, and they dug through the hill all that day till a great deep trench was made down to the very centre. Then at sunset they left off for the night, and the next morning when they assembled again to continue their work, behold, all the clay had been put back into the trench, and the hill looked as if it never a spade had touched it. For so Finvara had ordered, and he was powerful over earth, air, and sea. But the young lord had a brave heart, and he made the men go on with the work, and the trench was dug again, wide and deep into the centre of the hill, and this went on for three days, always with the same result, for the clay was put back again each night, and the hill looked the same as before, and they were no nearer to the fiery palace. Then the young lord was ready to die for rage and grief, but suddenly he heard a voice near him like a whisper in the air, and the words said, were these, Sprinkle the earth you have dug up with salt, and your work shall be safe. On this new life came into his heart. And Lys sent word through all the country to gather salt from the people, and the clay was sprinkled with it that night, when the men had left off of their work at the hill. The next morning they all rose up early in great anxiety to see what had happened, and there to their great joy was the trench all safe, just as they had left it, and all the earth round it was untouched. Then the young lord knew he had the power over Finvara, and he bade the men to work on with a good heart, for they would soon reach the fairy palace, now at the centre of the hill. So by the next day a great glen was cut right through, deep down to the middle of the earth, and they could hear the fairy music if they put their ear close to the ground, and the voices were heard round them in the air. See now, said one, Finvara is sad, for if one of these mortal men strike a blow in the fairy palace with their spades, it will crumble to dust and fade away like mist. Then let Finvara give the bride, said another, and we shall be safe. On which the voice of Finvara himself was heard, clear like a note of a silver bugle through the hill. Stop your work! O men of the earth, lay down your spades, and at sunset the bride shall be given back to her husband. I, Finvara, have spoken. Then the young lord bade them stop their work, and lay down their spades till the sound went down. And at sunset he mounted the great chestnut steed, and rode to the head of the glen, and watched and waited, just as the red night flushed all the sky. He saw his wife coming along the path in her robe of silver gossamer, more beautiful than ever, and he sprang from the saddle and lifted her up before him, and rode away like the storm wind back to the castle. And there they laid Etna on her bed, but she closed her eyes and spake no word. So day after day passed, and still she never spake or smiled, but seemed like one in a trance. And great sorrow fell upon everyone, for they feared she had eaten of the fairy food, and that the enchantment would never be broken. So her husband was very miserable. But one evening as he was riding home late, he heard voices in the air, and one of them said, It is now a year and a day since the young lord brought home his beautiful wife from Finvara, but what good is she to him? She is speechless and like one dead, for her spirits is with the fairies, though her form is there beside him. Then another voice answered, And so she will remain unless the spell is broken. He must unloose the girdle from her waist, that is fastened with an enchanted pin, and burn the girdle in the fire, and throw the ashes before the door, and bury the enchanted pin in the earth. Then her spirit will come back from fairyland, and she will once more speak and have true life. Hearing this, the young lord at once set spurs to his horse, and on reaching the castle, hastened to the room where Ethna lay on her couch, silent and beautiful, like a waxen figure. 
Then, being determined to test the truth of the spirit voices, he untied the girdle, and after much difficulty, extracted the enchanted pin from the folds. But still Etna spoke no words. Then he took the girdle and burned it in the fire, and strewed the ashes before the door, and he buried the enchanted pin in a deep hole in the earth, under a fairy thorn, that no hand might disturb the spot. After which he returned to his young wife, who smiled as she looked at him and held forth her hand. Great was the joy to see the soul coming back to the beautiful form, and he raised her up and kissed her, and speech and memory came back to her, at that moment and all her former life, just as if it had never been broken or interrupted. But the year that her spirit had passed in fairyland seemed to her, but as a dream of the night, from which she had just awoke. After this, Finvara made no further efforts to carry her off, but the deep cut in the hill remains to this day, and is called the Fairy's Glen, and no one can doubt the truth of the story as here told. And that is the tale of Ethna the Bride from Ireland. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us, to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app, and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this story. A special thank you to Cat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit thescaldcircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story. <laughs>